Hey, y'all. Shalom and grace be unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Welcome to Midnight Cry. I am your host, Nico. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, it is always, as always, it is a pleasure and honor to be here serving the children of God. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if y'all have this testimony. Y'all probably do. Many of y'all probably do. But are are y'all in awe of the things of God? I just have to ask the question. Are y'all in awe of the things? of God isn't he just simply amazing isn't his wisdom just beyond our understanding doesn't the way that he do things just doesn't it just blow your mind doesn't it just blow your mind he blows my mind every day Every single day he blows my mind. Every single day he blows my mind. And I am just in awe of the Godhead. I I just want to praise Jesus right now. I just want to give him some praise. Give him some glory. Give him some honor right now. Lift him high. Lift him high in this place. In this place. I'm just in awe of Jesus. I thank God for his Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. He who is come to comfort us. He who is come to lead and guide us into our truth. He who is come <laughs> to walk us through this chaos that we find ourselves in. Bless your holy name, Jesus. There is so much going on. Um, there are so many things that um, God is pouring off into me to share. And um, it's just, it's, it's the... The weightier, the meatier uh, things of his word. I think it's quite strange um, that meat is getting ready. Natural meat is getting ready to be scarce. and um, But he is um, equipping his people to give to be given the meat of his word that that will sustain them that meat that bread that water that f- substance um, that will uh, sustain us. That no, that others don't know anything about that same bread, that same meat that Jesus told his disciples, "I have meat to eat. You have nothing that you know nothing about." Yeah, that kind of meat. So we are going to um, get into some meat here later on this week. God say the same. I am excited. Uh, this is the study that he has me uh, doing right now. It's like it's really blowing my mind. I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed because not very many things baffle me. But when I go into the word of God and he causes me to uh, begin to study and to understand uh, what it is that he's saying. Oh, my God. He it, 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 Sometimes the word it just perplexes me. And I just be like, God, you are so amazing because. Nobody can write the beginning of time to the end of time before time, but you, he who is time, you know, so I'm just grateful for God today. Um, Tonight we are going to be going into John chapter four and we are going to be talking about the woman at the wheel. So much in this. Um, So let's jump right into it. When, therefore, the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria, meaning that it was a necessity that he go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Shishar. Sai-shar, near to the partial of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, 
Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. It was about noon. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. It wasn't a request. It wasn't a question. It was a command. Give me to drink. Period. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So after Jesus commands uh, the Samaritan woman to give him to to give me to drink, um, she comes in out of her flesh and says, why are you even talking to me? The Jews don't even like us. Y'all look down on us. Y'all, you know, y'all don't even consider us unworthy to be spoken to. But Jesus didn't respond to her flesh. What did he do? He responded in the spirit, he continued to talk to her spirit. The command to give me to drink was uh, speaking directly to her spirit. And so he continued and said to her, um, if you knew who I was, you would ask me to give you of the water that I have. This water that I have is living water. And then she responds like like such. The woman said unto him, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So again, she comes back. Her response after Jesus um, tells her, if you know who I was, you would ask me for this living water. She comes back again in her flesh. and But this time she's coming a little higher. He's She's going a little higher um, because her conversation is not just worldly, um, straight from the flesh any longer. It is now... Um, I am a descendant of Jacob. Are you greater than my grandfather Jacob? Are you greater than him? And so, and Jesus tells her, yeah, you can keep drinking from this water, but if you take this water that I'm offering you, it will spring up into everlasting life for you. Jacob's water won't do that for you. Jacob's water won't do that for you. And so the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. So now, as Jesus continues to speak to her spirit, she is now she is desiring her spirit begins to speak. It's something whenever we go into the word of God, whenever we go into the word of God, we must understand that God's word is spirit and his word is truth. And so. Uh, we can't go into it with a carnal mind. We can't go into it with a preconceived notion. We have to go into it um, knowing that it is getting ready, that the word of God, the spirit of God is getting ready to address our spirit man. 
is getting ready to address our spirit man in our flesh. Our flesh is not going to like it. It's going to be uncomfortable to our flesh at first. Upon first encounter, it is going to be uncomfortable to our flesh. But if we continue, if we just continue to allow the spirit, the Holy Spirit to speak to us, which Jesus, if we allow Jesus, which is the word to speak to us, he will take us higher in himself. He will give us that living water that springs into everlasting life. And that only comes by way of his word. So the woman said unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman said, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that sayest thou truly. So now, now check out what's going on right now. So Jesus tells her, Go get your husband. She says to him, I don't have a husband. He says, You sure don't. You, you right about that. You don't have a husband, but you've had five husbands. And I'm telling you that this, this husband that you're with right now, that's not your husband. That's not your husband. So what Jesus is doing now is he's prophesying to her. He's beginning to show her herself. And that's what the word does. The word will begin to show us ourselves. The word will begin to show us ourselves. That 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 stuff that we don't really want to want to address, that stuff that we don't really want to um confess, that stuff that we don't really want to accept that that's in us. Yeah, that. Because if you do the history on who this Samaritan woman is, she is mentioned in the gospel on more occasions than we even realize. She is said to have been the adulterous woman. She is said to have been um, the woman that the seven demons was cast out of. She was said to be Mary Magdalene. Do you understand? She was said to be the same Mary that when Jesus rose from the dead, went and proclaimed his resurrection to his disciples. So this woman, um, once she had an encounter with Jesus, um, she did not let him she did not she 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 adored him she she admired him she respected him she appreciated what he had done for her okay but this is a different account this is a different account because the water the water can the water is the word of god which feeds our spirit which is his holy spirit which then causes us to uh move the way that God would have us to move would move the way that he created for us to move in the earth so the woman said unto him sir I perceive I perceive that thou art a prophet our fathers worshiped in this mountain and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship so now she's saying to Jesus okay I, okay I perceive you to be a prophet you you telling me about myself she didn't deny she didn't deny what Jesus had said. She didn't try to skate around it. You know, she 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 went right on past it. She kept the conversation going. Yeah, okay, I perceive you a prophet. You telling me uh, about myself. I can dig that. But you tell now you telling me about myself, so let me let me let me address something um to you. You telling you telling me that I can't worship um God here. Here on this mountain that the only place to come and worship God is in Jerusalem. 
But y'all don't even allow us to be in Jerusalem. Y'all don't even allow us to be in Jerusalem. So, um, if you're, if, if this is just my adjective, if you are coming, my adjective, if you are coming to talk to me and, and prophesy to me, then help me understand what it is, the reason why I can't go, why my people, People like me can't come to Jerusalem, the church, and worship um, God. Why can't we come? So Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. He says, You worship ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So they had mingled worship. They had mingled worship. The Samaritans had mingled worship. Okay. They worshiped several gods, but they still had honor for the God of Jacob. Okay. All right. If you go and do the research on them, they, they, the Samaritans, they did, they were, uh, uh, Polo, polytheistic is what we would call it. Um, polytheistic is um, worship of many gods. Worship of many gods. And so, um, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I want to pause right there because if you remember when we first began the, the um, lesson that um, I was telling us that the word of God is spirit. The word of God is spirit. And in, in, in that first encounter with the word of God, it is going. he is going to, Jesus, the word, is going to get right to the point going to get right to the point he's going to address that thing those things in us that are displeasing to God because what God is 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 doing by um feeding us his word becoming intimate with us as we begin to have relationship with 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 God um he is bringing us into true worship true worship true worship he wants true worshipers he 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 doesn't want any any more false worship he doesn't want any more um articulated worship he wants to be worshiped in spirit and in truth and the only way to come to that place in god is to allow his word to deal with us truthfully you know if we don't want to accept if we don't want to look if we don't want to look at the truth of our uh, disobedience and our flaws against God, we will never get to a place where we will where we will be able to worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's impossible. It's impossible because the Spirit um, bears record uh, against us. It says, "If our heart condemns us not, then we are then we are in right standing with God." Right, right. So the Spirit lets us know when we are in error against God, which gives us a chance to repent, to repent from said things. Right, right. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. So now here it is. Jesus has fully introduced himself, fully introduced himself. How is it that 
This woman was able to be that Jesus revealed himself to her, a Samaritan, but he had yet to reveal himself to all of his disciples. He only revealed himself to three of his disciples. Besides this woman right here, he never told anybody else who he was. Never. So when look what happens when the introduction when Jesus introduced himself to her. It says, and upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what, what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples cried. Uh, prayed him saying master eat but he said unto them i have meat to eat that you know not of so immediately after jesus introduced himself to this woman she immediately dropped her water pot and she ran into her village and told the men come and see a man who told me all things she didn't say this was the christ she asked them a, a question is not this the christ Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him out to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Okay, now let's talk about this meat. Let's talk about this meat. Let's talk about this meat. Because we have been on milk for a very, very long time time believers we have been on milk for a very very long time and the thing that is going to sustain us is the meat especially now is the meat of the word the thing that's going to enable us to accomplish what God sent us to do to finish is going to take the meat of his word. Say not ye there are yet four months. And then cometh harvest. Behold I say unto you. Lift up your eyes. And look on the fields. For they are white. All ready to harvest. So. You have probably heard me say time and again. That um, God is doing a quick work. And he is preparing his people to go out. To go out and to bring in those that are lost. The harvest is ready. The harvest is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next year. It's not um, three years from now. It is now. And those that have taken this time doing this coronavirus quarantine. I want to call it a divine quarantine. Through this divine quarantine that have been that they have been allowing God to prepare them spiritually, they have been in His Word. They have um, had come into relationship with Him. They have been um, introduced to Him, and for some of us, reintroduced to Him. Um, he is preparing those to go out into the harvest he is sharing with them the meat of his word the meat of his word
And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life. Fruit unto eternal life. Life. He's saying, I am getting ready to send you out on a mission to bear fruit for eternal life. For eternal life. Not for your eternal life because your eternal life is securing me. But I'm sending you out into the harvest that is plenty so that you can go and bring others in. So that they can be introduced to me. So that they can have this living water. So that they can be filled with my spirit. So that they can have eternal life too. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit. He wants that fruit. He wants the precious fruit. There is a Bible verse that says, How awesome is God that he waits for the, the latter fruit. We are in the latter hour. This is the latter hour. This is the time in the vineyard that Jesus spoke of. Hallelujah. That Jesus spoke of when he said... The late night laborers are come into the vineyard. The last hour laborers are come into the vineyard. They have come into the vineyard. And those that are coming to the vineyard in this hour are going to receive the same wages. Don't we want to see other people brought into the vineyard while there is still time? Don't we want to see other people taken from darkness and brought into the marvelous light? Don't we want to see others healed and delivered, set free, become unbound by the snares and the tactics of the devil? Don't we want to see that? That is what worshiping God in spirit and in truth looks like. That is what worshiping God in spirit and in truth looks like. It's going to go out into the vineyard is going out into the harvest to bring in what belongs to him. That both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. So guess what? When we go out there and we go in, in into God's harvest and we begin to to, to glean, hey, when we begin to glean, hey, in his harvest, he said that, that we will be, re, that we will be rejoicing with them, those that are coming in. Isn't that a joyous occasion? Don't you want to see somebody else set free? Don't you want to see somebody else healed and delivered? I know I do. And here is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. So, so look, look, look. Check it out. We're going out into this harvest. God's harvest. We're going out to God's harvest. Jesus the sower. He already done sowed it. And we're just going out to gather them. We're just going out to gather them. Yeah. I send you to reap that we're in. You bestowed no labor. We didn't labor for them. We didn't labor. When we go out, we got to know that anybody that God uses us to bring into his kingdom, <laughs> they don't belong to us. They don't belong to us. They belong to him. They belong to him just like we belong to him. You know what I'm saying? We don't get no credit for that. We don't get no clout for that. We don't get no, you know what I'm saying? No accolades for that. We do this because we love 
God's people. We go out and we spread the gospel of the good news of Jesus because we understand that his love for us is so great. We we appreciate what he has done for us and we want others to experience him for themselves. Just like this Samaritan woman that dropped her water pot and immediately ran out and began to witness about Jesus. I sent you to reap that wherein you bestowed no labor. Another man labored and you are entered into their labors. Other people have labored. Pastors that have been pastoring for years have been laborers. Our elders have been laborers. Uh, Jesus has been a laborer. The apostles, the apostles, um, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers. These are all laborers in his vineyard mm -hmm. it says and many of the Samaria, Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me all that I ever did so many believed on Jesus just solely off of the testimony of the Samaritan woman there is a bible verse that says they overcame the enemy by the Blood of the Lamb in the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. Are you ashamed to tell your testimony? Are you ashamed to, to tell people what God has done for you? Because there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that follow after the Spirit and not the flesh. Flesh keeps us bound up in shame and condemnation. And Jesus is come to set us free. So if we really had a true introduction to Jesus and we have really received the liberation that comes by his blood, by way of his sacrifice for us, then we ain't ashamed. We are no longer in condemnation and it doesn't matter what happened yesteryears. I can testify and tell you that because of Jesus and being introduced to him and coming into relationship with him and supping with him in his word, feasting on his flesh, drinking his blood has done for me. And I'm telling you because he has done it for me. And how far gone I was. Nobody is too far gone for God. Nobody is too far gone for God. So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. And many more believed because of him. His own word. So then, so, so yeah, she introduced them to Jesus just like we will. We'll go out and we'll introduce them to Jesus. We'll introduce them to Jesus. But then, by, by them getting in his word, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna need our testimony anymore. Because then they will come to know him based off of his word for themselves. And said unto the woman, now we believe not because of thou saying. They will only believe because of what we said. For we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. That is the purpose. So, in the very beginning, Jesus said, give me to drink a command. 
a command give me to drink by the time their conversation was over she went and did just that and that is what god is calling us to do today those of us that have been introduced to him those of us that have drank from his well those of us that have the living water uh, building up to everlasting life on the inside of us those of us that have come into relationship with him those of us that have allowed him to purge us out those of us that have dealt with those things that nobody wanted to touch not even us we too will go and give him to drink there are thirsty people in this world and they are looking for all kind of things to quench their thirst. But we know, those of us that know who the living water is, who the living water is, we will be like Jesus. And we will go and introduce, we will go and give him to drink. He wants us. To give him to drink. He said he is the drink offering. <laughs> he is the drink offering. It's high time. We share our drink. The drink that we have. We share our drink. Jesus with others. Uh, I don't know about y'all. But I had a past uh, life. And you remember when. In your, if you ever had a past life. Maybe this don't apply to you. But for those of us it does. I want us to listen. You remember when a new drink came out and you'd be like, hey, this drink right here, this drink right here is the bomb. You ought to try it. That's how we got to be about giving Jesus to drink. Hey, have you heard about this living water? Let me introduce you to this living water. This drink right here, you'll never thirst again. It'll be everything you need. It'll fill you up to the brim. It'll make you whole. It'll wash you clean. It'll purge you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll take away all your sins. This drink right here, this is the drink that will give you eternal life. You will never die. Yeah, this drink right here. Let me offer you some of this. Let me offer you Jesus to drink. Let's go out and give him to drink. I love y'all. Thank y'all for joining in Midnight Crowd tonight. This is your host, Nico. I love y'all, but God loves y'all so much more. Shalom.